0: everyone i am valerie malone life coach motivational speaker creator of love you life program you are listening to real talk today i have dear friend of mine uh, Callan DeVito, involvement in the beauty industry goes back as far as childhood. She's been working for 30 years and plus as a salon. She started as a shampoo assistant, working herself up to a lead stylist, then owning and operating successful IN salon and spa on Long Island over 20 years. Carolyn first salon launched it in nineteen ninety eight. Soon she lead her to have a several salon in a spa over Long Island. And she named her salon after her beloved children, Erica Cole, Salon, and a spa Raquel. So excited to have you here, Carolyn. you dear friend of mine. We've been talking about this for so long, and I'm so happy for my listeners to listen to you and get to know you. I was very excited that you're going to be here today.
1: Thank you, my friend. I'm excited to be here.
0: Okay, so this was a little introduction that I did. It doesn't justify who you are and what you do. So in your own work, please tell us what do you do and how long you've been here in this industry?
1: So I've been in the industry my whole life. I grew up in it. I had a father who was a stylist owned salons, aunts, uncles, so it was inevitable that I was getting into the industry. Um, I took it further by opening up my salon 20 years, first salon 20 years ago. Uh, But I started out like everyone else. I started out as a shampoo assistant, worked myself up to a stylist, uh, had a nice following for a lot of years, was able to do it and have children after I had gotten married. And uh, when my eldest was about five years old, I decided to open up my first location.
0: So the purpose of this program and the purpose of this podcast is that we bring experts like yourself. Mm-hmm. some amazing entrepreneurs that been through ups and downs that they started in an old fashion that the technology wasn't as advanced life was not as easy as a button of just go a do is to research in a google or a youtube learn we did it in a hard way we actually did it and i like a real-time hard way which i want ladies that are listening to us right now and anybody that's listening to us to understand that you can achieve anything in life if you wanted to if you put your mind your heart to it and that's why i brought you over here so absolutely what what leads you to the beauty industry and what do you love about it because a lot of our listeners are young girls that are uh, wanted to start a career or even a lot of uh women in their mid-age that they work they love their work but they it's not their passion they really don't feel like they wanted to change a career but they're stuck in the one part and they wanted to say well i don't know where to start so i want to know what's your take on that or how you feel
1: so I was one of those girls growing up, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I kind of fell into this industry before because of my family members. And I believe you can have passion in anything you do as long as you like what you do. So I started out doing this just because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. And that, and then I realized how much I love it and how much I like making people feel good. And I realized that this career uh, of mine that I chose was a calling for me, because I'm a person who likes to make people feel good. I'm always, I'm a, I'm a person who likes to help people. And, you know, I figured out much later in life, but during the course of, um, you know, all the years that I was doing Hair Behind My Chair, the feeling that, the overall feeling that I got when somebody walked out of my chair feeling amazing was what, you know, led me to love my industry even more than just the talent of creating you know great hair and believe me my time was not easy there were a lot of years that were not not easy at all it took a long time you're right without social media to build a following you had to eat a lot of dirt when you were an assistant there were things that we did now then that the assistants don't even have any clue what we had to do to build ourselves up you know practically taking the brush and the blower out of the owners hands just to get somebody in their chair um, there was no social media, there was no building your clientele that way. So it was very, very hard to even build a clientele back then. And then, uh, you know, from there, I, uh, I built up a huge following. I was able to do that while I had kids. And I uh, went into the industry, uh, into owning a salon over 20-something years ago.
0: You said it so beautifully, like a lot of, uh, for our listeners to know, I, know that, I noticed that because, like I said, she's a dear, dear friend of mine and I actually get my hair done in your salon, so... Um, a lot of people look at the salon like we as a woman as we get older so important because when we get our grades we're like oh we gotta go and i've seen people that you can't go on t- on the camera or you can't go to a wedding or you can't go tell to- unless you feel good about yourself and the purpose of your industry is more than just doing a hair and a makeup and showing people It's just you bringing that beauty to people they feel confident when they come to you though you get them their hair done and then there's there's confidence that like i feel sexy i feel beautiful and a lot of people in today's society and especially young generation that wanted to go to your to your industry and want to start they don't see that part of it they say that well i wanted to go i want to have followers i want to make money i want to make a lot a lot of money and be noticeable but the secret behind it for you what made you love about this industry that people feel great when they're leaving your chair
1: amazing amazing they come in, they could have a bad day, they could have a fight with their boyfriend, their husband, a lousy day with their boss at work, they come in, they sit in that chair, they have, they start out with these feelings of, oh, I can't take it, tired, weak, angry, whatever it is, and they walk out feeling amazing. And, you know, that is what people in this, before they start this industry have to understand, It, you know, years ago, we used to be, oh, it used to be a part-time industry and moms used to go because, oh, we were just like, oh, how hard is it to do hair? And uh, what is that, a side gig for you? And, you know, now, you know, it's an industry where people understand that, A, it's an industry that empowers people it makes them feel good we are not only stylists with their therapists they come in they talk to us about everything everything and by the time they walk out they feel amazing so people uh, whoever is interested in getting into this industry and there's a lot of money to be made besides that it's an industry that's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere you know all these um, uh, online courses, online jobs, it can't take away from the creativity and the one-on-one connection with a client in the chair. So it's an industry that's never going away. So it's a long-term commitment for them. And it's also such a fulfilling industry also. It's it's so fulfilling when you create magic on these people and they walk out smiling after they came in from a horrible week or a day or whatever. To me, it's just so, so fulfilling for me.
0: Oh, I can vouch for that because every time I feel like I don't look good, I run to you and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go get my hair done because I'm on, like, I'm on uh, my YouTube videos or my classes that I give. I'm like, I got to look good. I got to look good. And by the way, I get a lot of compliments in my hair, thanks to you. Uh, so that's how uh, it goes. Uh, how did you get through your sum of lowest time that I know that you're, now let's go back to the time that when you launched it first, it was 1990. Let me see, not make a mistake on this again. 1998. 98. 98. And like you said, there was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs because you were young, you started it, you started as in you had a passion about beauty, you started because of family, you started just to be like, okay, I'm working, I'm bringing some money and then you learn about it and then you become a mother and then you became an entrepreneur and you become a leader and then all of that. How How do you deal with low timing when you get really stressful and you're like, oh, I don't know how to get out of myself out of this funk?
1: Well, I've had plenty of those times, so without getting in, because we would need about a four-hour podcast to talk about all the loads, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, you know, just to summarize it, that, you know, I've been on the balls of my rear end for a, 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 quite a few times. Um, we had a good run up until 2008, and unfortunately, I was involved with a partner Uh, at that time I think I had I had up to six salons at one time we were Mm -hmm. we were building a uh, franchise model or so I thought we were but it ended up that this gentleman that I was partnership ended up um, taking all the money and investing it in other things and he did it with a lot of different people unfortunately I was caught up in it so uh, in 2012 I was in a lawsuit and almost bankrupt I had uh, I had found out um unbeknownst to me that we were the company was broke this is when the economy started tanking right you know in 2008 2009 um i found out he wasn't paying landlords we were seven months behind in our rents um and we you know we were basically all my credit was on my uh, personal credit i everything on the business so basically i had to sue him and I actually won. I could have put him in jail, but I actually won. All I wanted was my salons. And at that time I had four. But it, he, it, I had my salons. I had to change over to a different name, but I had no money. My credit was shot. I, you know, had to figure out how to juggle from one you know, one salon to the other to keep them all going. You know, I look at my stylist too, not just as my employees. You know, this was an obligation as a mother figure and, you know, you know, as an owner, I was their mother. So I had to keep their jobs. I had a lot of pressure and, uh, you know, I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I was really on, you know, on about to lose my home. I'm about to lose my credit and I fought. I fought back, fought hard to keep these salons. And I fought for a long time.
0: It is, it is so fascinating that how people see you now and they feel like, wow, you have all together. You're so successful. You have an amazing children. You have amazing industry. You look great. And they don't realize or they don't know that you are so sabotaged by this person. And he was actually a male. You know, and and at that time, male and female, we were like, you know, because it's so male dominated world to begin with. And then you had to go in that time and fought against him to win the case. And you did win the case. But just the fact that you went down so much and had this strength to build yourself back up again.
1: And here
0: we are. And that is why I admire you. And I want people to listen to you that because... I've been through a similar situation that I had my business and, and you know about mine when going down, mine was more like a relationship with my partner that I was engaged with versus like business partner, but the concept is the same. A lot of women, they go through so much pain and they give up and they're like, I can't take it anymore, I can't take it anymore. So what do you take on that? How would you, what would you say to them?
1: I just tell them, you know, every day, as long as my feet hit the floor, I got up and I tried a new avenue and I tried a new way and I wiped myself off. There were plenty of times I was under my covers and I'm like, I don't want to do it today. I can't do it today. I don't want to get up. And I'm like, Carolyn, get up. You know, I had a lot to fight for. My three kids, this home, you know, that they lived in, um, you know, plus that in that, those salons, even though I had a partner, they were mine. Like I built those salons. So I wasn't about to lose what I built for almost 20 years. I wasn't about to. I mean, I was not, just because somebody robbed me does not mean I was not gonna figure it out. I figured it out when I was a child as to what I needed to do I came from a divorced family. I figured it out when I went through my divorce. I figured it out after I had to go through this lawsuit. So, you know, there's always up from the lowest point. There's no way, nowhere else but up from that lowest point. So. You know, and again, there it wasn't. It was rocky after that too. It wasn't always high, but there were highs and there were lows. And I would, you just have to learn how to mold yourself differently to make it work. You know, different circumstances, different situations, different times. Um, you know, and now what's going on with the whole COVID thing? I mean, we were. I had a fire in January with one of my salons. Uh, I had a broker who did not insure me correctly. So I have a lawsuit against that. Then COVID COVID shut us down in March. I mean, you know, again, once again, thinking, how am I getting out of this? What am I going to do? How am I going to figure it out? But I got up every day. I went on that computer, figured out how to get my government assistance, figured out. Right now I'm I'm in a whole different business model again. I have to- Which
0: we're gonna talk about. I have to
1: COVID police all day long, (laughs) you know, like separate people, hygiene, but it's working and I'm figuring it out and I'm making it work.
0: Such an amazing story and it's so strong and so strong that you shut down every time and you come back up again. And sometimes you're like, Oh my God, I don't have the energy. But I would say one thing that um, I know you personally so I, f- I feel like every time when something went wrong in your life you became more and more stronger mm-hmm. and you grew a thicker skin and I want the listeners to know because I know your children and I know you and how great of a mother you are and more importantly a role model for your kids because sometimes when we tell our kids they're like yeah 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 mom is talking yeah 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 but when they actually see from the time that and you had a personal which I am, I'm going to touch on that uh, difficulty within your uh, relationship, and how you kids went through that, through the silent, and just observing you as a leader, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as a person that is every time falling on a face and getting back up again, but more and more strong, right. and that's what made you who you are. It's safe to say that every time you fell, it made you more and more stronger.
1: Absolutely, and you can have your pity parties. Like I don't want people to think, oh, they can't break down, they can't feel bad you have your pity party and you for as long as you want or as long as you think you need and then you wash your face and you get up and you get dressed and you start again you know i'm not saying that you can't feel bad yeah you're supposed to feel bad you need to be emotional you need to go through it you know whether it's relationships whether it's career whether it's it doesn't matter you but you don't sit there and stay there you stay. You know, go through what you yeah. need to go through, feel bad if that's what you have to do, get it over with and start all over again.
0: Here's one part I wanted to touch that I don't know. Um, I didn't, uh, we don't have it over here, but I know you and I wanted our audience and our listeners to listen to this. Not only you had so much difficulty in your professional life, but you had a lot of difficulty in your personal life as well from a childhood up to now. Yes. Do you mind share some of those with us? I do not.
1: So I grew up in a, an Italian strict conservative family. And, uh, you know, as a woman, you got, you, when you became a certain age, you got out and you got married. That's what you did. And you had, and everybody's wedding had a beat. Everybody else was wedding. So I had my best friend since I'm 16. Um, I was with him when I was 16 and I ended up marrying him. Um, and you know, that's what we did. We got out of the house, we got married, and we we figured out our life afterwards. So I would say about uh, probably like eight years into my relationship, we had our first child. And after that, things started going a little downhill and um, where my ex-husband, you know, was not coming home, he wasn't figuring things out. And we, we had to have this heart to heart after my first. And, uh, lo and behold, he was questioning his sexuality. So I said, you were questioning it or anyway, long story short, we went through four sessions of therapy. We ended up staying together. They blamed it on his childhood and we ended up staying married. I had two other children. So, um, I guess when my son who's the last was five years old, um, you know, we moved into a neighborhood and uh, ended up falling in love with my next door neighbor who just happened to be a woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this was a realization and uh, through therapy and hard times, I realized that both of us should have remained best friends that I figured out who I was at later on in life, because as a woman, I wasn't allowed to feel, I wasn't allowed to explore back then. It's different now. The kids are, you know, the, the younger generation now they can go and they can experiment and they can do things like that you know to make them understand who they are but i didn't so i had a life-changing experience uh after my third child i and i think when he was she was so it was like in my 40s that's when i figured out who i was and uh yeah so i ended up my ex-husband ends up ended up being is gay and he's in a relationship and i ended up coming out in my late um in my late 30s, early 40s, as well, so that was another challenge, another obstacle that I that I had to go through. I here we were the polyperfect marriage with the polyperfect children in the polyperfect house, driving the polyperfect car. And for, what was difficult for me was I built a reputation on being a badass, And can I say that? Business, oh yeah, absolutely, a badass businesswoman. I built a reputation on the island where I live as Carolyn DeVito, the entrepreneur. So now when this whole life changing, this was after I owned my own business and everything. Now I became, I always kept my ex-husband's story silent. It it was my kid's father. I never said anything. I never, it wasn't my, my doing and it didn't matter. We were best friends. So, you know, we married each other best friends and this was part of life's, Journey for me. So it, I went from being the badass um, entrepreneur to the lesbian that left her husband, you know, after all these years. So I had to go through gossip and and protect my children. And and I did, and I protected them for so long. Uh, so I had to fight through that. I had to fight through hanging on to my business. I had to fight through almost losing my business in a lawsuit. I, you know, I just had so many different things, but. I'm out of it. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable. My my kids are amazing, diverse, amazing, hardworking, good, understanding, uh, all uh, world, all around worldly kids. You know, and
0: I vouch for that because I know your kids personally, so I know how wonderful they are. Uh, But you see, I get people coming in um, this podcast, and we discuss one subject at a time. Because we have people coming in, entrepreneur coming in telling us how they changed career and how difficult it was for right. them to change, just change in the career. They were working in their nine to five jobs and then all of a sudden they decided to become an artist or they wanted to be entrepreneur or they wanted to open. And then you could see their family was like, "Whoa, what are you doing? What the hell is wrong with you? You have to pay the bills. So we are like giving a little chunk of uh, example to the listeners like, look, this, you know, this happens. You are exceptional because I wanted to have you in here because there's so many listeners out there that are like, you know, they might have one or two places in their life that they're stuck and they're like, oh my God, like, you know, I don't know what to do. I have to consider other people's feeling I have to be a people pleaser. I have to uh, look at my to my finance. But you are example of that. Like, forget about professionally how I got betrayal by a male that wanted to destroy me, male-dominated world that women cannot be above me. But at home, you're battling with your own desire of, I want to be this, but I have to protect my kids and I have to protect my family name and all of that. So I can't imagine, I cannot imagine how all of that you were just like what the hell is going on and this is why i want people was, to listen it
1: was constant juggle it was emotional it was an emotional juggle it was a it was a physical juggle it was it, it i juggled my home life i juggled my secrets i juggled my business world i juggled my lawsuits you know and it it didn't end i mean january of 2020 you know uh, after winning my lawsuit i had a walkout from a manager who I took care of for years, she took ten people from me, um, ten people that had to go. But you know, uh, I had to build back up from April of 2019, then to get a fire in January of 2020, only to find out that the broker didn't insure me right. I had to fight through that, then COVID. You know, you know, just everything, and my relationships uh at a later age in life haven't been easy easy either you know there it's you know when you're in your late you know, from like 50 on you know you're 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 in a different place right so it's not like when you're starting when you're 20 but i refuse to give up on you know my first relationship with the woman that i was with she ended up leaving and going back to men and then I to back to therapy again to figure out, okay, what is this? What's going on? Was it just her, you know? So my advice to everybody is, you know, just keep going. Just stay true to who you are. Be happy. You know, I've learned to meditate a lot. I've learned to, I'm very, you know, I put my faith in God and you need to do that too. You have to have some sort of spiritual sense in what you're doing, you know, and trust you. You have to trust yourself trust your journey trust where you're going trust your parenting trust your business profession just trust that you did the right thing that you've always done the right thing and it will come back to you then in a
0: tenfold amen amen to that well now i'm going to take you to the next level of your adventure what now what are your passions now and i know you're a go-getter and now you uh Wanted to move to a different direction and expand your wisdom and experience. So tell us a little bit about that. Well,
1: it, it's it has it's not really a new journey. It's always been a journey of mine right. to help and promote um, other other women in all in personally in business or whatever. So because of my journey and because of where I came from and how I built myself up out of the lowest parts of my life. I want to support and help other women and mentor them and um, just get them back to feeling like they, you know, can get back into the workforce after going through, I don't know, divorces, uh, you know, unhealthy relationships, battered women. Um, I even know women who have a lot, a lot of money who never worked a day in their life and Mm -hmm. husbands passed away. They don't know the first step in managing their finances, working or getting back into the workforce, taking care of things. Because a lot of women have been coddled for so long that you know somehow they're forced back into the you know into the real world and have no idea what they want to do. So my passion has always been to help women, right. I, but I also want to mentor women. Um, okay. About I guess about ten years ago, I developed a product line. Um, it was named after my kids it's called Erica Cole by Raquel. it's a hair care and skincare
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's a professional grade product and what I'm trying to do is take that product line and make it into a uh, into a uh, an avenue for people to women to make money at home where a friend of mine had gotten uh, my, my friend Lisa and I had gotten together and we're starting a non-for-profit which is, Solely to help and empower women get them back into the workforce networking with other women that um, are, have stories entrepreneurs. See, I've learned that. Don't be afraid to tell your story because everybody I've told my story to All these Entrepreneur women that are in this industry that you think, man, that one's got it going on. She's a rock star, and you know she probably had no, you know, no problems in her life. And look how far she's gotten. And look how, you know, they've all had stories, all of them. So I find that once I started talking about my stories, that's how I met this woman, Lisa. Every time I started talking about my story, somebody else would share their story. And then somebody else would share theirs, and these are women that you would think, and I want your listeners to know, just because you see all these people in the workforce, and you know they've had their share of disappointments, heartaches, tragedies, um, you know, and we want to help people by empowering them. So well, we came up with a, a non-for-profit called Cosmetics, and it's creating all women's success stories in selling beauty brands and to start with the Erica Cole brand. um, We also want to network with other women who will, you know, part of this um, non-for-profit is to gather a networking of people, whether it be coaching, whether it be accounting, whether it be attorneys, whether it be, you know, business attorneys, anything that has to do with training and teaching and empowering women to help them get back into some sort of um you know workforce again get them back and get them get them a career get them to understand what it is to run their home some of them don't even know how to write a checkbook you know like just Mm -hmm. to help people help women in that sense so that's a passion and um i want to do it also by helping people feel good part of it's going to be you know makeovers okay so they've come from a battered relationship they you know they they have no idea how to dress for an interview or get themselves together so part of it will be makeovers part of it will be you know um offering them scholarship programs to different schools and you know we're networking with a bunch of professional companies that are willing to You know stand by us and help us in our mission to empower women
0: wow that is so amazing and that's so empowering already and such a generous thing that you're doing through your own experience of going through a lot of stuff and personally and professionally to come out there and help women with a lot of stuff that they do but one thing got my attention is that you wanted to build women uh, that they have to stand up on their feet financially Because I believe in that because that's my part of the if uh, if every woman. I don't care if your husband is a millionaire, right? Or are you inherited money or whatever the case may be. And the end of the day, when you tap into your inner self and bring that talent that you have and be financially independent, that is the most amazing feeling. And that's what you're providing for these women. Of course, the one that are need really to have a career to feed their kids, especially the ones that are divorced and have a bunch of kids. But also for people that are, like you said, their husbands are like, had a lot of money and they're not there anymore, but they wanted to go out there and they want to just do something and to feel good about themselves that they are actually have just as much as talent than everybody else that could do it.
1: Right, right. And, and people have to understand that once you're financially secure, everything else falls into place so it does sadly you know money is not everything but money is the making money is the first step to getting your life back you need to a feel like you can afford to do different things to get your yourself going so unless you have a job or career you know that's your first step i tell all these young kids to start working for me you know they call on sick they went out partying the night before They Uh, They had a fight with their boyfriend. It's the time of the month for them and they can't come in. My advice to them as the boss is I sit down and I say, listen, and most of the people in this industry have, have come from some sort of hardship, you know, and I say to them, I just had someone, one young girl recently, you know, I had a heart to heart talk with her. And I said, she starts crying, you know, her father was this and she grew up and she can't wait to get out of the house. And she's emotionally not stable because of what she went through. And I say to listen, without your career, you can't lift yourself to a point where you can make it on your own. You're going to be living home. If home is not where you want to be, then keep calling in sick from work. Concentrate on you, your career, you, once your career and once you start making money, that will give you a little strength. And then you'll feel like you can, you know, build your own uh, uh, story and journey, but you gotta have your career first. You gotta figure out what you wanna do so that you can make the money to be able to support yourself. And it's not everything money, It believe me, but it does help the first step to getting your, your life back on track is your career.
0: Absolutely. And you're going you're gonna to provide that for people, which is, which is amazing. And I'm going to be part of that, which I'm honored to be. Yes. And we're going to have more information about that for our listeners. But ladies and gentlemen, here you go. The most amazing woman, dear friend of mine. But before I let you go, I'm going to ask you one a question of my own. Okay. What, is, what does it mean to you to absolutely and utterly love your life?
1: What does it mean to love your life, you have to love you first, you have to love you first. You know, I had a lot of hard time doing that. You know, I grew up with an unaffectionate, you know, parents and I was married to the same kind of feeling that I got when I was growing up, you kind of like fall into it. But once I learned how to love Carolyn, and once I learned that Carolyn was strong enough to overcome everything, Everything else just falls into place. Everything. Have passion about something you do too. Love what you do. Have passion for yourself, then have passion for what you do.
0: Beautiful. That is such an amazing saying, love yourself first. Because that's, that's what I'm trying to do and that's what I'm trying to teach because... You come first. And I literally tell to my clients that you are the universe. Without you, this universe would not exist. Wait. Nothing matters. You come first. Even if you're a mother, you have to take care of yourself first in order to be that great mother.
1: I'd like to touch on one other thing
0: sure.
1: you, just, you just said. I was somebody's daughter. I was somebody's girlfriend. I was somebody's wife. I was somebody's mother. But as a stylist, I was everybody's stylist and i was who i was i felt who i was behind that chair i was carolyn i was the best stylist i could be so another reason why i really feel like i was carolyn the stylist i i was who i was behind that chair
0: right
1: you know not somebody else's something i was carolyn the amazing stylist you know right, right. so Started
0: Absolutely. from that, started from that. Yeah, to get to know yourself and to love yourself. It takes a lot. People take it <laughs> so lightly, excuse me. People take it so lightly. They're like, oh yeah, I do love myself. But we didn't really go deep down. Like you said, you're somebody, something, but yourself and you. Yeah. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank such you. an amazing a story. And like I said, I have a lot of people coming in, but I want to bring you, save you for at least a little bit because I don't want to overwhelm people. Okay. People have a one problem at a time and they want to, cause I get question asked and, and I get emails. They're telling me like, well, how can I find my passion? Or, you know, how can I, what, how can, where should I start to start loving myself? But majority of the time people go down and they're like, well, how can I get back up and then keep going? Because I've been through so much. I've been through so much. You want to know you've been through so much. I want to bring an amazing woman to tell you that personally and professionally bring been through so much got up, dust themselves, dust herself up again, and yep. keep going. All over. Keep going. And, and now, even now, after all of that, you're starting this amazing journey, combining with your experience that you have to go and help people to see their best version of themselves.
1: Best version. Absolutely.
0: So I thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Val. Thank you.